I think I got a great word today. There are times, thank you music, there are times when you feel like it's more potent at times, that it has more potential. It's, it's just what's working in you. You know, there are times you, you give a doctrine, you sort of speak a doctrine. If you don't have an inspiration, you preach a doctrine. That's what you do. You know, you do this 365 days a year, and you have, you know, you have inspiration from the Holy Spirit, but there are times that you don't have inspirational word. It's just there are times you preach a doctrine. How many are glad we have doctrine in the church? Um, there are times you preach inspirationally, which is, which is wonderful. We get to have the inspiration of the Spirit. And that's what I feel like I have today is a continuation of an inspiration of the Spirit. We're talking about being supernatural people. Um, and I want to teach this morning because I want to envelop you in, a, in an understanding. I want our church there. I believe God wants to do amazing things on the earth in the days ahead. How many believe that? I mean, raise your hand like you really believe it. I mean, God's going to do amazing things, obviously, to those that understand they're coming. Obviously, that, that what, he wants to, what He wants to do are to those who accept it or receive it. You know, what, the Word always works. It doesn't return void. It comes back with purpose. And so, it, it's either that we haven't received it or that we rejected it. Now, I don't mean they rejected it on purpose. It was that it didn't fit a time, structure, or value that you had at a moment. Now, I want you to do this for me. I want you to get out a piece of paper, get your, get your, your, your phones uh, out. I'm going to read the Scripture. I went more in depth on Ephesians in, in the 9 o'clock service. I'm going to ask you to go watch the 9 o'clock service because I want you to start doing that this week. I want you to do what I ask them to do in Sumter. And I want you to begin to pray this prayer. I believe it's eye-opening. Now, those of you that are watching from Sumter, I asked Sumter to watch this service because I certainly couldn't fulfill the message there. And I believe I can, I can give the rest of what I have here. I, I have counseled for years. Um, marriage, abuse, you know, all kinds of things. Things that I've learned, just some simple things that I've learned about you know, uh, like people who are abused. Um, oftentimes, people that are, who are physically abused usually don't have that much indifference towards the person who abused them. When they come in my office, they don't hate those people. As a matter of fact, they, somehow they have the ability to forgive those people. It's amazing how that happens. Like you'd think they would just absolutely hate them. And there are occasionally those that do. But moreover than not, it's not those people that are the offense. Right. It's the people who watched it happen and did nothing while it happened. That's, right. that's who we're hurt towards. That's, that's the hurt that goes on. So you learn a few things down the road. Is that they, they, can, they easily forgive the offender, but how come mom didn't stop it? How come my aunt and uncle who knew and watched this and they, they hid it under the, under the carpet and they didn't want nobody to know about it, so they swept it under the carpet. And so we have to deal with these things because it's not actually the offender that, that's hated and what causes this offense is that nobody protected, nobody helped, nobody preserved it. You know, I, I, another thing is that we, I've dealt with a lot of abused people, particularly women. Uh, I remember, uh, you know, my mom was a strong helper at the beginning of our ministry. And uh, there was a lady that would come to our church. She still comes now. She's not here today, so I can talk about her. Amen. But she would come to the service, and she was, 
she was one of those ladies that would always find a guy that would beat her. Always, you know, verbally abuse her. And, uh, and people would tell her repeatedly, don't you see what's happening? Don't you know what's going on in your life? And they would come, outsiders would come in, family members would come and explain, do you understand what's happening to you? And, and, and the answer was always refused. It was like a rejection. You know what I mean? Even though, even though it was constantly told to them, the, there was a truth that was there that unless you understood it, it doesn't matter who you are, unless you understand it, unless you get the light, unless you have the light or the revelation, then you, you will continue in what you, what you are in not knowing what everybody else knows. I mean, everybody could see it. Family will come and talk about it. You can't receive it because you didn't get it. You know, I, I, we've been talking about revelation. You know, faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the Word of God. Now, every person in this room that's been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, you've been seated in heavenly places. Come on, somebody say, I was seated. Now I'm going to look for everybody in here to speak with me. I want you to talk with me this morning because I want you to begin to say it. I want it to come out of your mouth. Because I know if I can get you speaking it, we're going to get you believing it. If I get you believing it, we're going to get you walking in it. And so, you know, so as, as we're walking along, we don't see things. I was in here and in here. There's no light switch at the back of the auditorium. We come through the kitchen and come through. The only light switch is by that door over there. And you might say, well, we should put a light switch in. Well, we should. Amen. But we didn't. But when you come in, there's camera stands and, and uh, all kinds of stuff. I mean, you can trip on the stairs going up and trying to get back to this room to get inside the room to turn on the lights and all this stuff. And, and you can't see. It's dark. And so inside of the room are things I can't see. Does anybody know that? Y'all ever walk through a room? Y'all ever walk through, you know, I mean, you've been in a room and it was dark and you tripped over something. Anybody ever trip over anything in the dark? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody, you know, I mean, you were falling down. You know, you didn't, it's because you didn't see it, right? If you just saw it, you wouldn't have stepped on it, right? But you didn't see it. Now, here's the truth of that. It was there. It, the, the things are here in this room. There are things in this room that exist. And unless I have light to see them, they're in darkness. That doesn't mean that they don't exist. They're just in light, they're not enlightened to me. Is that true or isn't it? And so every one of us as believers, we're walking through life, and we're going through life in darkness unless it's revealed. Does anybody get what I'm talking about? I, I use the experience of people who have gone through emotional abuse and things. There has to come a moment that they understand, that they, that they see it, how many of you have met people like this? Come on, raise your hand if you know somebody. You've told them. You've talked to them. You tried to explain it. Raise your hand. Like five of you. I know that's not true. You know, the Bible says if you lie, you go to hell. <laughs> no, every, everybody in this room can, has been there. We've been there where we've talked to somebody and said, if you just understood, can't you see? Yeah. And you can't understand why they can't see. I'm going to tell you why. You ready? Because there's no light. That's right. It's not your light they need. It's not your light. You, you know, I mean, whatever little bit of light that comes, 
brings illumination somewhere. Maybe the only illumination or the beginning of the illumination that you have is to go to church and to get saved. I mean, I mean, you could think of levels of illumination in your life that you have, and you've received them. And for those of you who have been redeemed, washed by the blood of the Lamb, if I ask you, if I said, are you going to heaven? You have illumination on that area. Now let me ask you, if you've been saved, you've been asked Jesus, you've asked Jesus to come into your heart, you believed in your heart, confessed with your mouth, Lord Jesus Christ, and you're saved. How many of you believe right now you have eternal life? I mean, again, I wish everybody would raise your hands, acknowledge me. If you don't, I'm coming to lift it for you. Raise your hand. You believe you have eternal life. And, and, and the truth is, you know, I mean, I mean, if you really understand this, if you really have the light on it, it's there. Does anybody understand this chair is here? This is where we put this chair. It's not moving. We're not moving it. Unless we move it, it's just going to be right there. Right? And if you walk in in the dark, it's still right there. But see, you know that chair's there. You won't walk into the chair because you know the chair is there. In reverse, when I know what God has done for me, I'm at the point where if you told me I'm going to kill you if you say you believe you're going to heaven, you just have to kill me. Is there anybody else in the way that, that, that understands what I'm talking about? Now, there are some of you, ain't, you ain't there yet. That ain't the right words. You aren't there yet. You have not come to that point. You say, well, I might, I might have to think that through. But that would only be, be because you, you don't know the chair's there. You, you don't know that the chair actually exists. Does anybody get what I'm talking about? Because I come in here and I have to have, I, all I got is a little flashlight. Because that's all like it's dark at midnight around here and sometimes the lights aren't on outside or whatever. And all I've got, it only takes a little bit of light. I can see what's in front of me. Now I can't see. That's right. Right? How many of you have used your flashlight in the woods somewhere or something? You've used it in a dark room. I mean, you can't see a mile off. It's not a, it's not a massive light. It's just a little old tiny light. And so you can put it down at your feet and if you can see what's generally in front of you and so you won't step on it, you won't trip, you won't fall. There are those in this room that have minimal light. Now, we talked about supernatural in terms of the light of God. That there, there's, a, there's an illumination on us, an illumination that God wants us to have about what we are. Not about what we're going to become. Because... What Jesus is, is always the same yesterday, today, and forever. Is that correct? Jesus the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not change. You change, but He does not change. That's why you can count on Him, because He does not change. What you believe will be different, the way you will act will be different, the way you will respond will be different, the way you enforce things will be different, but God will never change, and what He already did, He'll never do again. He did it. And when He said it was finished, He didn't mean later. He meant right then. It is finished. He's done. He's not doing, He's done. Does anybody understand what I just said? He's done. And so, when we read Ephesians, this, this first chapter, the Apostle Paul is trying to explain clearly to us what we are. 
It's not trying to, he's trying to say, I want you to recognize and I want you to understand who you are in Christ. We have a book out there, In Christ. It has 132, 142 things in there of being in Christ and then about Christ being in you. There's additional things in there. And it talks about what you are in Christ and what Christ, what you, what you can do through Christ, what Christ does in you. People don't understand. They don't understand what Christ has done. We walk through life almost helter-skelter. Like, I hope it'll work out. I hope it'll turn out okay. I hope it'll be fine. I hope God will work for me. I hope God will come through. Even though the Bible says, I had not seen, ear had not heard, neither had it entered into the heart of a man the things that God has in store for them. That means God has lined up a wonderful life for us of experiences far above where we are, doing more than we could ever imagine, extraordinarily larger than what we're experiencing. Listen, listen, I love you, but you hadn't come there yet. Okay, nobody shouted. That that should be a moment where you go, praise God. If you are living in a box, you haven't reached the highest pinnacle yet. Aren't you glad? If you are a billionaire today, you might be a hidden billionaire. You might have won the lottery this week. I don't even know if anybody, well, I have no idea. Didn't nobody win? Is it more money? Woo. If you win the lottery, tithe here. <laughs> I'll pray over it. Trust me. I'll lay hands on it, take everything. I'll just say, Jesus' name is blessed. Lord, we're going to build churches out of this. You took the wealth of the wicked, stored it up for the righteous. I'm just kidding. That's a joke. I'm just kidding. <laughs> But if you reach that moment, you're still not there. Because I had not seen, ear had not heard, neither has it entered in the heart of a man the things that God has in store for them. Don't get mad at me, but I want you to confess it. I'm rich in Jesus' name. Now for those of you religious people in here that are about to run out and tell me off and curse me in the sanctuary. Rich means more than enough. Rich means more than enough. God wants you to have heat, air conditioning. He wants you to have a nice TV. And nowadays they're really nice. They can be 84 inches. Trust me. Woo! Yes, beautiful car with gas. Somebody say amen. He wants shoes on your kids, clothes on your family. He wants to anoint you. He's not coming to destroy you. He's not a thief. He doesn't destroy us. He helps us. The Lord is our helper. Point at your neighbor. Point at your neighbor. Point at your neighbor. Say, you're not perfect. Then I want your neighbor to point back at you saying, you aren't either. Because the devil comes to condemn us. We're unworthy. You will be forever unworthy. You didn't live a sinless life. You could not live a sinless life. You could not live pure and holy. You're trying, and that's our effort. But I want you to know something. For all have sinned, you stop condemning yourself. As if you're the healer. You're not the healer. Jesus is the healer. Stop trying to be the deliverer. You're not the deliverer. Jesus is the deliverer. You're not the one who turns it around. He turns it around. He makes the way straight. Somebody say amen. He takes the broken and fixes it. Somebody say amen. He restores, he restores our soul. I mean, that's from yesterday. That's from last night. 
I'm saying this so you understand that you aren't the victor. That Jesus is the victor. And that He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And He said He became poor. This is supernatural. This is what I'm talking about. He became poor that through His poverty... See, you could get mad at me, religious people. And you could get all spiritual, but I'll just use the Bible. Is that all right? He became poor that through His poverty you could be rich. I didn't say it. I'm quoting. Who am I quoting? God. These aren't Steve McCart words. These are God's words. When you wake up in the morning, he became poor. Through his poverty, you could have more than enough. He is El Shaddai. I don't think it's, that's his name. I didn't make that up either. The God that is more See, I grew up in religious circles, and I mean, God was always, I didn't know whether he was my friend or my enemy. I didn't know if he was tearing stuff up or making stuff right. I didn't know if God was fixing it or breaking it. I didn't know if I could trust him. I mean, I mean, is this about you, God? Are you doing this? Has anybody ever been there thinking, I mean, you wake up, something goes wrong, you're like, God, what? What? What's wrong? What's the problem? Well, it was the guy at the Ford Motor Company that messed up on your car. That's what's wrong. That's not God tearing up your car or breaking your dishwasher. They make these things to break anymore. Y'all know that, right? Half our problem ain't even any of the. Half of our problem is us. The Bible says that he that that he that cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. That the blessings of Abraham may come upon us. Now, first of all, it says cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. Jesus was the one that did that for us. He took the curse of the law. The curse of the law involved poverty, sickness, and it involved uh, 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 sin. Three things were on the cross. And Jesus bore all those things. He said that the blessings of Abraham may come upon you. Nowhere. Pay attention. Write it down. Pay attention. Nowhere does it say so that God could whip you. So God could take away your house. So God could wreck your family. Ruin your marriage. Have your kid hit by a car. Nowhere. The, 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 the answer to the, 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 the bearing of the, of, the, of the curse of the law was that the blessings. Oh, I don't think you're getting that. It's anybody. Write it down. Write it down. It's going to come to you. It's going to come to you. See, light. It's coming. And what you can't see, you're going to see. That you're not to wake up broke and disgusted and busted. You're to wake up with faith, persistence, and, and, and blessing on top of you. Blessed is the man that honors the Lord. Blessed is the man. That word blessed is empowered to prosper. When you wake up redeemed, you are empowered by God to prosper and live in health even as your soul prospers. Every good gift and every perfect gift comes from the Father of life with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. This God that bore sin, sickness, and poverty on Him took it off of us and gave us the blessings of Abraham. 
Did you know, do you know, that when you got redeemed, you inherited, not gonna inherit, not later. In fact, you don't know, it doesn't mean that it isn't true. It's still true, even if you don't know it. It's still true. So what do I need? I need illumination to see it. Nothing worse than somebody who can't be taught. The worst thing I've ever seen are people, you know, you know when you preach, it's oftentimes offending because the Bible says you're to give double honor to those who watch for your souls. There are people that are selected, not by you, to, op- to operate in a gift. It's not their gift. That's why when you attack the gift, it's not the person, it's the gift. I'm preaching good now, get this. And so, it is the gift. The Bible says that they came to Jesus, or we accept Him, because somebody preached the gospel. Now what that means is they gave information about the gospel, and then there was an illumination in the person from what was preached. Does anybody understand what I just said? It's there. If you only see it, it's there. It's there. But I need illumination. And God uses gifts to do it. He uses gifts to to help us to understand, to bring the unity of the faith. Not to dismantle the faith, the unity of the faith. There's nothing worse than someone who can't be taught. Now, don't get mad at me. But I'm not the president of the United States. And I don't care about all this political junk, but I'm going to tell you right now, if Joe Biden walked in this house, we would treat him like he's the president. I'm not taking off my shoes and throwing it at him. I'm I'm just, you, you might think differently, but let me help you, let me help you. That is not what God wants us to do. He said, pray for all of those who have leadership My job is always to follow the Word of God. If it was Donald Trump, (laughs) now some of you would want to throw a shoe. (laughs) Only because you have a D or an R on you. I mean, so so let's take the D and the R off because that's not who we're really citizens of. We're citizens of heaven. And according to citizenship of heaven, we're to honor those who have authority over us. I would invite Joe Biden to be the president of the United States, and I would respect the position no matter what his decisions. How many of you agree with that? How many think we should throw rocks at him or something? People were raising their hands, gotcha. (laughs) No, if the president comes in, if the mayor of our city walks through the door, I want to invite him to the front seat. I want to make sure that he's taken care of. I want to treat him with the respect that he deserves. I, I don't know all of his policies, but I know his position. Does anybody understand what I'm saying? And because of the position, when the Bible says double honor, you should understand that there is positions, not value. Not value. I'm not talking about value now. This is a husband and a wife. 
I've watched them. They're a good husband and wife. Great kids. Tremendous people. She the mama. He the daddy. I ain't never him, I've never seen him be the mama. And I ain't never seen her be the daddy. Now, I don't know what home is like, but it sure looks like that outside. I believe it's the same. They are equal. They are equal. He doesn't have more value in the house than she does. They have different responsibilities, though. Let's say it this way. Their function is different. Would you agree? He has dad function. She has mom function. And that's how it works. However that's defined, it's defined as functionality. Not value. Hear me now. God gave gifts to the church and He asked for double honor, which means that they have a function you don't have. There's nothing worse than dealing with people who take the pastoral gift and sink it to nothing as if you and I are looking like this. I guarantee you, if President Biden walked in, there would be security guards, the, 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 the special services would be here, everybody would be here. Anybody that approached him incorrectly, they're going to take you out. That's right. That's right. Fair or not? Am I telling the truth? And when I looked at him, I'm not going to look at him like he's this. Do you understand? We're just talking about authority and levels here of leadership. I'm going to treat him like he's this here. Does anybody get what I'm trying to say? Because I honor the authority. God expects us to honor the authority. When you think... You know, I've been doing this now for 23 years. My mom and dad were pastors for all the years that I was a kid. And I worked in other ministries before I even worked with Pastor Reggie. And I worked with him for seven years. So for 55 years of my life, probably 50 of them have been somehow in, in ministry some way or another. I got news for you. I ain't no dummy. That's true. I know what I'm doing. I've already made some mistakes. I've already made some errors. I've already gone through some stuff. And if you have no experience and you've never been a pastor, don't come tell me how to be one. I, I, I need to get more shouting than that. I need to get more shouting than that. When you come in these doors, you're not here to teach me. I'm here to teach you. Somebody ought to say amen. I'm teaching good. Because if that's not where you are right now at Family Worship Center, we're in transition. Just transition yourself out the door. I'd rather lose you and have people that were committed than have people that were a mess. I'm preaching good. Don't come here and tell me you know what you're doing. I keep saying this. Listen, if you go to McDonald's and get a burger, they want to give it to you as pickles, mayonnaise, mustard, special sauce, lettuce, cheese on a special seed bun. Now, if you go to Burger King, they want to give it to you your way. You don't come to McDonald's and get it your way. You come to McDonald's and get it their way. Is it, am I right or am I wrong? And so I'm just telling you, you know, I mean, you can't just keep bucking up against everything because it doesn't fit your fancy. Or it's not what you like and it's wrong because it, it wasn't the way I would have done it. I can, you can go anywhere in this country and see it ain't the way they would have done it or you would have done it. Everybody on a job in here would have done it different. Don't look at me that way. You're all working somewhere. You wish the boss would change his mind. They would change the time. Just let me go home. I don't even want to work in the building. I go work at home. I'm preaching good. Now, what am I trying to say? That there's light. God wants to give us light, illumination. Now, what I'm going to give you today is going to be illumination. And it is important that you accept it as illumination. See, people, Brother Hagin, 
was a tremendous man of God. Oh my goodness. A, 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 a tremendous uh, uh, prophet to the body of Christ. I mean, tremendous. But I watched as he got older. And he would tell his stories from 1949 and 1932 and 1927 at 2 a.m. on Tuesday night and the Wednesday. Those stories. You, you guys heard these stories. They went to Ramah, so they don't want to talk about And I watched the people of God get almost like, ah, I heard that story. And almost didn't even pay attention. Like, yeah, it's just. But every time that he would come and minister at the church, he could tell me the same story, and he always did. But I always heard something different. Because my ears, you see, you can get deaf ears. Hey, Lenoris, I am so proud of you. Does anybody know Lenoris back here? I'm going to embarrass the slop out of him. I am believing God that you are going to be the South Carolina football man of the year. How many of you are believing with me? Y'all just bad. I came and watched, I watched, went and watched them play in Hartsville, and I walked away thinking, I think I told you right off the said, there's your champion. The rest of us just need to go home. They're great. South Florence is great. Anybody go to South Florence High School? Raise your hand. That's your quarterback right there. That's your man. That's your man right there. Amen. Lenore Simms, man, I hope I didn't embarrass you, but I think you're going to the NFL, not just to a college. I think you're going to be a star. And then when you go... Don't forget God. <laughs> don't forget God. And don't forget me. I've loved you all these years. <laughs> I'm so proud of him. I'm so proud of him. Y'all just, hey, man, y'all go hit him up before he gets out of here. Amen. Great quarterback. I wish my son could just, just absorb some of that. Just, can you go rub on him a little bit? I, I mean... They would get to where they didn't even hear his sermon. And they discounted the, the stuff. I've been around my pastor for a number of years. What I found as he gets older, I've heard the stories. I mean, I've been with him 37 years, so I've heard stories, issues, challenges. And as I've heard these stories, you could become to the point, yeah, yeah, I heard that. You know, he said, did you hear me today? Did I ever tell you the story about my grandmother? And I'll always say, I don't remember that one. Because I don't know all the details, and I'm not telling him I didn't hear it. I just have never said, no, nah, I've heard that one. Nah, I've never, nah. I believe that if he tells me that story again, there's something in that story I didn't get the last time. This is the truth. I believe it. I can't wait for him to tell me those stories. Now, the Bible was written 2,000 some odd years ago. And those who wrote the Bible wrote stories in there that we read over and over and over again. Is that true? They don't become new. There's not a new Bible to read. It's the same stories over. And when you read the Bible, you will read the same stories. But if you don't get light and you shut your ear, then all it is is an empty space. You can't see the chair. And some of you don't even read your Bible, but I'm not going there. That's not the message today. Faith comes by, and hearing comes. Faith comes by, and hearing comes. And we said that faith comes by hearing information and having revelation. Two types of hearing. Hearing revelation and having information, having revelation. 
Revelation is the product of light. He's given us light. Light. I mean, all through the Bible, it talks about light. Now, this is this scripture. This is what we're talking about. And I'm going to read it to you. And what I want you to do is what I told the, the, the church in Sumter to do this morning. And that is that you've got to pray this over your church, over your life, over your pastor, over yourself. You've got to put your name in there. As for Steve McCart, I pray that you give Steve McCart light. Amen. Because God wants to illuminate his word to you. It says that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. God wants you to see what he has done and what is in you. Let me see the inheritance of the saints. Let me see the riches of the glory. Let me see. Let me see that I have power beyond all demons, demonic possession, spirits, names that are named. Let me see it. Let me see when I wake up in the morning that I can curse evil spirits and command the enemy to stop and put the enemy under my feet like a footstool. Let me see it. Let me see I might have trouble, but the Lord shall deliver me from it all. Let me see what you are in me. Let me see it. See, I can't see it. I don't have enough light now. The the chair is there, but I can't see. Let me see I'm not broke, but I'm rich. Let me see that my children shall serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Let me see it. I'm not hoping it's going to become. I'm not hoping that he'll give it to me. I'm not trusting in a Jesus that's different to me than somebody else. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. What he will do for one, he will do for me. What he is to them, he is to me. We walk through religiously just hoping God's going to work. Oh, I hope. I hope it's going to be. Oh, I hope. Lord, will you please, 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 please. Please, if I twist your arm enough, please. Oh, come on. Every one of us has done it. I'm the pastor of this church. And their stuff goes wrong. And the first thing I do is, Lord, will you please? And I'm thinking, oh, shut up. I'm not begging God. I'm not pleading with God. I'm receiving from God. What did you do to earn salvation? What great, masterful, amazing thing did you do to get eternal life and redemption? You just confessed with your mouth and believed in your heart. And what happened? You were redeemed. You were bought back with that price. And everything that you did before that, that's why he says in John, he's faithful and just to forgive us. And cleanse us from all. Oh, come on, somebody. Every day, wake up and begin to confess your victory. Begin to confess your overcoming life. Begin to confess. Receive what's in you. It's in you. Listen to what it says. Every name that's named. I want you to turn with me. I want to show you something. This is is the thing I want you to get. Now you go and you're going to pray this prayer over yourself. You're going to put your name in there. Lord, I thank you that my eyes and my understanding are enlightened. That Steve McCart, 
is seated in heavenly places. That Steve McCart stands over principalities, powers, demons, dominion, every name that's named. That Steve McCart has everything under his feet. You see, he said he raised us up together with him. If he's raised and you have him, you're raised. It was really hard for me, a religious boy, because everybody taught me that everybody in, in my before I went to Bible school, that God was just whipping me up. I mean, I don't know how to explain that to you, but I mean, if you made a mistake, God just was going to put you in jail, so to speak. You were going to get, I mean, the reason your car broke was because you was in sin. You're going around the mountain. I always loved the dogs. I was always going around the mountain again. And you're going to go around that mountain until you get it. I know everybody in this is, if you grew up in religious churches, y'all heard it. You know exactly what I'm talking about because it's hard to unroot that. It's really hard to unroot it. It's hard. Because God's the one who tore up your family. God's the one who wrecked your house. God's the one who messed up your car. God is the one because he's teaching you, teaching you. But the Word of God is clear. He teaches us by His Word and His Spirit. God says, no, you should know it. You don't have to have a car wreck to understand if God's not pleased. The car wreck is a result of you didn't do what God is pleased with. You steal my car and I told you don't, I'm going to put you in jail and you go to jail. It ain't because I didn't like you and I wanted you to go to jail. It's because you stole my car. Is that true or isn't it? I defy anyone in this church. I defy you. I defy all y'all religious folk out there watching me saying, yeah, I mean, he's preaching false gospel. Lying. I just want any one of you to show me where Jesus put sickness on anyone. I want you to show me anywhere where Jesus took their money, destroyed their kids, ruined their homes, destroyed their situations and conditions. Show me anywhere. And I'll show you where it says in Acts 10, 38, he went about doing good, healing all those who were sick and oppressed by the devil. Jesus went about doing good, healing all those. You don't have a scripture. You don't have a belief system. You see, you could tell me you heard something in the Old Testament, but see, I've seen Jesus, who was God, on the earth. I watched his actions in the Word of God, watched what he did. He gave himself for us, but he never took away from us to give to him. Nowhere. Just show me. You come with any scripture, any theologian out there, show me. And I've done this for 23 years, and do you know in 23 years not one phone call has ever come, and I've never got an email from anybody? You know why? Because it's not there. It's not there. This, this punishing God. All things work together for the terrible, awful, dismay, disruption, discouragement, depression, frustration. No, 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 no. All things work together for the good to those who walk uprightly. For the Lord is good, and His mercy endures forever. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. I mean, we could go on and on and on 
and on. Man misunderstood that it was the righteousness of God that leads to repentance. The righteousness of God that leads to repentance. It was hard for me originally because I would reject it. And I wanted to go and show my pastor he didn't know what he was talking about. See, at that time I was unlearning. But when I went home and I dug through the scriptures and did everything I could to dismantle what I'm preaching to you, I could not find. Not when I really studied it. Not when I really looked up what really happened. Not when I understood the values and the ideas that were being conveyed. And that not everything that you read was, was, it was some of it's just information. Some of it was man's information. It wasn't God's information at all. And we read it as if God said it. We need to read it to understand God was trying to show us how man thought. They were perverse in their thinking. Now, are you, are you, are you where I want you to be? Because I'm getting ready to get you somewhere. Got your Bible? Now, you need this. I want you to turn over with me to Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13. We're going to start at the third verse. If you have not arrived at what God wants you to arrive at, it is because you have been resistant or you have not found the way of dealing with the challenge. I want to say it again so when you go home you can look this up. If you have not found it or you don't know you've rejected it, then you don't have it. You have to be a learner. You have to be willing to learn. Say, I'm willing to learn today. The Word of God contains the spiritual or the supernatural of God. We're talking about being supernatural. It is the Word of God that contains God's supernatural ability. It's His Word. It's not your Word, by His stripes I've been healed. It's His Word, by His stripes I've been healed. When I receive His Word, by, my stripes, by, by His stripes I've been healed, and I have the illumination that that is applying to me, it's in me. That Jesus lives in me. When it becomes real faith to me, then there are corresponding actions that I, that, I, that, I, uh, that I distribute. And those actions act as faith. It's like, it's like Abraham, when Abraham said to Sarah, Sarah, and Sarah said to Abraham, Abraham, that every time they said those names, which were not the original names, that they acted out what they had heard the Word of God say. It became revelation to them. They had to have believed. I mean, when God said, now I want you to walk around, I want you to call, her, call him Abraham from now on. Don't call him Abraham. Call him Abraham. That they got a light. Abraham existed. But they didn't have the light for it. That's why 75 years old, they acted out trying to do it naturally because they thought it would try natural means. But it wasn't the natural means, it was the word. When the light came on the Word, and they could see it, then they could say it. And when they said it, it became. Does anybody hear what I'm trying to say? The Word of God contains the supernatural of God. Having a teachable spirit, Jesus gave us His Word and His stories for us to read 
And if we read them once and that's all we do, then that means we got nothing from them. But if you could understand the value of the lesson over time, then you'll be able to hear something. Now, if you can hear what I'm saying, if the light comes on, it's going to impact you. The devil comes for a reason. This scripture I'm about to read to you was, was written in all but one gospel. Now, when you see things written out almost the same in three gospels, there's value you better get from it. It's a higher level of value. Do you understand? Higher level of value. This, what I'm about to read to you, has massive value. Some of you won't hear it. Some of you just ignore it. It will just go in your ear and out the other ear. Some of you go back and listen to it a hundred times till you get it. But if you get it, if you get it. And he spoke many things unto the disciples in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. Back then, sowing was scattering. It was just scattering. It wasn't like we go out and plant a seed. It was they would take the seed in their hand, they would scatter the seed, just scatter it. So the sower was just scattering. That's what I'm doing today. Might only be one person. I'm just throwing it out there. Scattering it. Sowing the seed. And behold, the sower went to sow. And he sowed. Some of the seed fell by the wayside. The fowls came and devoured it up. Some fell by stony places where they had not much earth. And forthwith they sprung up because they had no depthness or deep uh, in the earth. And when the sun had come up, they were scorched because they had no roots. And they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. But others fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some a hundredfold, some thirtyfold, some thirty, some sixtyfold. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Some of y'all are ready for a nap. Trying to hold your eyelids open. But if I came in here today and I told you, I have, the, I have the, the, uh, a formula for you to make a million dollars on something, and I told you I'm going to explain to you how to do it, you'd have your pens out, your papers out, you'd be writing it down. What is it? What is it? What's the value? How can I make a million dollars tomorrow? Amen. That's what I'm doing now. I'm teaching how to have excess over and above, abundantly beyond. Because that's what God wants all of us to have. He doesn't want us bound to the earth. He wants us free, anointed, blessed. When the sun was up, they were scorched. Sorry, let me go down. In verse 11, he answered and said to them, Because it is given to you to know. Oh, he said, He that had the ears, let him hear. And the disciples came to him and they said, Why speak you in parables he answered and said to them because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven but unto them it's not given now what's he trying to say there because some of you gonna get it and some of you aren't there are people in this room i could do an altar call right now and they would ignore it they need to get saved need to receive jesus but it hasn't become real to them they'll sit there walk out the door they don't care whether they're going to get hit by a truck or struck by lightning they could care less and there are others that having heard the word, would respond to it. Now I'm going to do my best to try and make a responding crowd. See, I believe God wants Florence to flourish. Hallelujah. I want you to say that. Florence shall flourish. Businesses are coming. Economy is growing. God is pouring into our city. And I want you to say our church is filling up. 
Sumter's filling up. Georgetown's filling up. Columbia's filling up. We're going to see miracles, deliverance, healings. We're going to see demons cast out. Life's come back. People come back from the dead. Healed in hospital beds. We're going to see cancerous tumors and sicknesses and diseases come out. We're going to see minds come right. Drug addiction broken. Pornography broken. Come on, somebody. Either we believe it or we don't. And if you're mad because I believe that, then there's something wrong with you, not with me. What's wrong with my doctrine? Nothing. Jesus, the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he was a healer, he is a healer. And he will be a healer. If he was a deliverer, he is a deliverer. And he will be a deliverer. If he was one who blesses, he blesses now. And he will continue to bless. Woo! He answered and said unto them, because it is given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. The mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them it wasn't given. For whosoever hath, to him shall be given. And to him that hath, shall have more abundance. But whosoever hath not, from him shall be taken away even that which he hath. The single... Pull my pants up while I say this most direct way to level the real spiritual quality of an individual is their ability over offense. You, see, you can know the word, but that don't mean you can do the word. I've got to pull my pants up on that one. We ought to be able to see those who can overcome offense. Right. We ought to be able to look at those who don't spread That's right. dishonor, distrust, who don't lower the things of God. We ought to understand that. And when we see that, understand, when I get done, you're going to understand that the devil would love to do nothing more than to destroy your ability to hear. I'm not just talking. Brother Sammy made a decision to move. It was a wonderful decision. He was an honorable man. He's still honorable. They're writing us every day. We had a great relationship with them. They moved because they had a better opportunity. I get it. I understand that. We all accept that and all those things. Nobody's standing in offense to that. He wasn't in offense. We're not in offense. But wouldn't the Lord have, wouldn't the devil have loved to have caused that to be dissimulation, messes, hurt, frustration, and then people would have been dismayed and dismantled. But we didn't have that. We had peace and wonderful things. And it kept the church together. And we didn't find those things. But when the devil can find somebody to stir up strife and trouble and disconnect people, He disconnects them because if he can steal them from the word. Not the church. The word. Not the man. The word. Does anybody hear what I'm saying? Thank God. Listen, when you get mad at us or you get mad or whatever, you're, or you get blessed so much you've got to move. If God wants to give you a billion dollars somewhere, move and go get a billion dollars. We will pat you on the back, rub your neck, love you, kiss on your neck, whatever we got to do. Tell you we love you. And then 
keep the people connected to the Word. You stay connected to the Word. You listen to the Word. You stay uh, hooked to the Word. Because if the devil can disconnect you from the Word, a little... I love these preachers around me. They're all like, all shouting, leaven. The leaven. A little leaven. Leavens the whole lump. A little leaven. Brother Norris, if you're offensive line, he's not even looking at me. What you watching? I'm just kidding. That's a joke. If you're offensive line, one of them decides to let the guy through. Because he's mad at you. And every time you go to pass, the guy in the middle is blitzing you. Would it affect your game? Yes, it would. But that ain't how it works, right? We get to be a team. We're a family, right? And that family goes out there and fights together. Folks, let me just say this to you. Just in wisdom, and y'all don't mind if I go a little long. I just feel like it. My wife's going to give me a hard time. But other than that, we're going to be all right. If somebody comes to talk to you and give you negative blah, 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 turn around and walk away. Tell them to be quiet. Tell them I don't know your story. I don't need to know it. All I need to know is Jesus and Him crucified. I didn't come to you with excellence in speech declaring you the wisdom of man. I, claimed to t- I came to tell you about Just tell them no. Just tell them I don't want to hear it. You got a problem with Pastor Steve? You go talk to him. Don't tell me. Come on, somebody. Come on. Don't let that in. Don't let it in. Don't let that stuff in. Don't let it in. All right, I got to finish. I really do have to finish. Hearing shall hear and shall understand. Seeing shall see and not perceive. See, they're all seeing it. They're all hearing. But some hear and get it. And some hear and didn't get it. Some see and didn't see it. Some, you get it? It's clear. Let me get some water. Y'all don't mind. I bet y'all wish you had a water. Mm. That's really good. By hearing they'll hear, shall not understand. Seeing they'll see and not not perceive. (coughs) For this people's heart is waxed gross and their ears are dull to hearing. And their eyes have been closed. Lest at any time they should see in their eyes and hear with their ears and should understand with their hearts. That they should be converted. And I would heal them. See, if they had the conversion, if they understood the message, if they got the picture, if the light came on, I could heal them. Do you see it? But blessed are the eyes for they see and your ears that you hear. For verily I say to you that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see the things which you see, and they didn't see them. And to hear the things which you heard, and they didn't hear them. Do you get it? Church, I don't know which one of you is actually going to understand what I'm saying. Which one of you is going to come to the point you understand the value of things that are in the Word of God? It may not seem like much. Be not, the Bible says, forsake not the assemblies of yourselves together as the manner of some is, and so much more as you see the day approaching. might not seem like much. I had God speak to me one time in a special way like this. But the Lord gave me a scripture. Through desire, a man having separated himself seeks after an intermeddle of all wisdom. It would have meant nothing. I mean absolutely nothing to me. Nothing. Except I was in a decision process at the time. 
And through desire, a man having separated himself, seeketh after an intermeddleth with all wisdom, became a reality. I had illumination. The light, boosh, of God came on it. Light. That happened to me one time when I was going to church. Pastor Reggie's church. I was driving down the road. And I had been asked to be a youth pastor at another church. You know, I'm a pretty fascinating guy and certainly good looking and handsome and all that stuff. Well. <laughs> and I'm, 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 this church, Bartow Assemblies of God, asked me to be their youth pastor. I mean, I, I mean, you know, please come be our youth pastor. And so as I'm driving, the Lord said, that's not what I have for you. They're offering me a paycheck, everything else. It's not what I have for you. And I tell you, I was driving down Main Street, or where, and then there was a building off to the side. I tell you, a light from the sky, the sunlight doosh, came through the sky and landed on a building. True story. Landed on the building. I didn't even know who was in the building. And I turned to the light, drove up to the building, and it was family. It was my home church in Lakeland. The Lord had let a light from heaven shine down on that building and illuminate my future. See, my destiny was tied to that. I'm certain there were lots of frustrations and lots of challenges and lots of issues that we'd gone through in all these years. Less as you get older, but certainly when I was young and, and I was making dumb choices, I could have let all those things disconnect me from the mission and the destiny of God. Does anybody understand what I'm saying? All right, here we go. You ready? Verse 18. You ready? Listen. Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and understands it not, then comes the wicked one to catch it away. Then comes the wicked one to catch it away. See, it's not that I preach this today. It's if you don't get it, the devil will come with attacks in your character, with looseness you have. And he'll come to find that looseness, and he'll attack it, and he will attack it to destroy what was sown. What is the devil's goal? Is to take the word away. What did I say was the, 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 the pinnacle of your destiny was tied to what? The word of God. All that you want, all that you can become, all that you can have is in the word of God. Every desire of your heart comes from the word of God. What is the devil trying to steal then? It's not your joy. Not your happiness. Oh, those might be tools. But the happiness and the joy, the issues that you're facing, are so he can come and dismantle and steal the word from you. And because faith comes by hearing information and revelation comes, he's coming to make sure there's a barrier between information and revelation. Oh my goodness, I'm preaching so good. 
See, we just read God wants me to know the inheritance of the saints. He wants me to know that I have power over all the enemy, over every device, over every challenge, over every name that is named, over every disease, over every sickness. I have power and dominion. He wants me to know it. He wants me to know that I wake up in the morning with God inside of me. I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb and that I can walk around transforming my, my very neighborhood, my friendships. I can transform relationships. As for me and my my house we're going to serve the Lord I don't care what they've done I don't care where they've been I don't care the mess they've experienced God said that as for me and my house we're going to serve the Lord I came that you could have a one flesh marriage God says he wants me to get married and it be a one flesh marriage I'm not having a husband separated from a wife I'll tell you what I want to love her walk around with her I want her to love me and walk around with me because God said it and see when I get the revelation of that I stop trying to have my friends at the boat on a, a dance party getting drunk with margaritas the change comes from knowing the word Well, I got on Facebook the other day, and me and my friends were on Facebook. While we were on Facebook, while we were talking, we all decided we're going to have a woman's night down at the bar. So we all went down at the bar because they were having men's night, dance night. So we were going to go watch the men dance. Don't laugh. There are people in this room. You need what I'm preaching. There are wives in this room. There are husbands in this room. Well, I'm just going out with the guys. I'll see you in the morning. We're just going to play cards. Great men, great, great, two great people in my church. Sitting in the church. A situation occurs with this family. A bad situation. I just remember the event. I don't remember the people. So if you're here, I ain't talking about you. You know, I did have a little challenge with remembering names and stuff like that so everybody thinks I'm talking about them but the truth is I, I don't even know your name so that's <laughs> not true <laughs> I just think you ought to know so this, this family comes into the church she is always kind of upset at her husband because her husband decides to change things in the house like randomly change things in the house and so she'll come home the pots will be on the other side of the kitchen he'll have changed the washing machine and dryer out uh, move the stove where the refrigerator was. I mean, just like a random, like he just do this stuff. So she was irritated because she wanted to be asked. I want him to ask me. I want this to be a question. And so she decided, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something to fix this. I'm going to let him see what it feels like not to be asked or not to be told. He left his phone on the counter by the bed. She picks up the phone and hides it in a shoe or something. He goes crazy. Where's my phone? I don't understand my phone. I can't believe I lost my phone. Where's my phone? Where's my phone? I can't. Where's my phone? Where's my phone? I want you to know something. Me and my wife, we only have one phone. It's called the Steve McCart phone. If you text me, you texted her. If you text her, you text me. Y'all do what you want to, but I don't have no hidden phone, and it ain't my phone, and don't get on my phone. And I got a password you can't have. If I can't have your password, we got problems. Y'all do what you want to. I ain't telling you what to do, but I got light here. I'm just telling you, I got light. What you got to hide? I ain't got nothing to hide. She got a glass door between us. I mean, my door's open. She, she, she does the ministry with me. She knows exactly what's going on. If anybody, you want to know what's going on with me, go ask her. You think I'm lying? Go ask her. She never lied for me. Pastor Reggie said, I'm going to go ask your wife. He'll, she'll never lie to me. 
I'm just, you want to know the truth? Go ask her. Anyway, so finally she's getting disturbed by this because this guy ain't quitting. He left. He's calling her. He, I mean, he's calling, whatever. He's doing everything to get in touch with her. He's going around the neighborhood, everything he can do to find this phone. So she thinks, man, I'm in trouble. I need to take his phone, put it back on somewhere where he can find it and act like I just found it. Like, oh, look, I found your phone. She turns on the phone, accidentally hits the pictures, and there's a picture of him with his hand on the neighbor's crotch with no clothes on. Sitting in church, hearing the word. Now we got to have counseling. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Now I think they're still together and they're still married. We got through the problem. What a major thing to get through. But I mean, I can tell you right now, he didn't get the light. I'm preaching real good. understands it then comes the wicked one to catch it away there are those of you that are going to hear what I'm saying you're going to get the revelation God wants you more than enough God wants you to have more than enough that your future is brighter than you can possibly imagine that there's more in store for you than you could even you know one of the richest people in America today was 13 years old he went into his bedroom and he made Bubba Gump teeth in his bedroom. Went to a dentist and said, can you make these? He sold so many Bubba Gump teeth that he's one of the richest people in America today. He, own, he, he doesn't own more land than Zuckerberg, but he owns almost a, a, more land than most of us could ever dream of having. At 13 years old, he got a revelation about one thing that changed his life for an eternity. You think God can't do that with you? You think you don't have the recipe or the... Really? Really? But see, the devil wants to come and keep you from understanding it. See, if you don't understand it, if you don't get the light, if you don't ask God to reveal it to you, if you don't come to a point where you walk in the light, in the power of the light, if you don't come to enlightenment on what God's already done in you, then the devil comes to steal the word. The word here, catched away, means this, or away means to catch, to pluck up, to pull out, to take, to catch up, take by force, catch away, pluck, catch, pull, to seize, to carry off by force, to seize on, claim oneself eagerly, to snatch away. The devil comes to snatch it. Think of how... how because his greatest weapon is not to come and sit in your living room. Right. It's that you don't know he can't sit in your living room. Right. Amen. You haven't Amen. come to the revelation that you have the right to say. The Bible says if you resist the devil, you have power over dominion, principalities, powers. We have power to steer. I'm not saying you can't go through some things. Many of the afflictions of the righteous. Yep. I go through stuff, but I also know what the end is. I also know. All right, keep going. I'm, I'm almost done. He says, catch away that which was sown in their heart. This is he which received the seed by the wayside, but he that received the seed in that place, the same as he which heard the word, and anon with joy perceived it. Yet, when the root was by himself, it doeth for a while, and yet when tribulation, persecution arises because of the word, by and by he's offended. 
How many of us can go a year at doing something and then the tables are turned and we don't know how to overcome the issue? Don't you think the devil's going to come and try the word that's in you? Isn't he going to come and see if you actually believe what you read? Oh, he's not testing you because you're not the test. You're not the test. It's the word that's the test. Did you get the word and do you believe it? See, when you're tither and you're giving and all of a sudden it's getting tight and you don't know what to do and you think, well... The Bible says where your treasure is, your heart is also. You know, when my treasure is somewhere, I bet if I went to Amy's house and tried to break in and steal her stuff, I'm not thinking she'd be happy about that. If I made fun of your house, talked about your house, you know, they said her house is beautiful. It's just ugly. I wouldn't live in that thing on that lake. I mean, it's too close. What would you feel about that? What would you feel about me if I did that? You'd be upset. You'd be mad. Because what would you expect me to do? I, I should stand with you. If we're linked together, if what we have is linked, see, I'm linked to your house. You're in that house because we believed. If any two of you would agree as touching anything, you know how you got there? You know how you got there? Because can I talk about y'all? You don't mind if I'd share your story? Is it okay? Can I embarrass you? When they met, he'd fallen out of a tree. This is how I got to know her. He'd fallen out of a tree, cut himself with a chainsaw after trying to cut off a limb. I met her at the hospital. He was a girlfriend, just a girlfriend. Well, they started talking seriously, getting all serious. I'm like, now you got to do what's right, Ben. Because I wanted to protect Ben. Because I knew that the blessing of the Lord would come on him if he would do right. And so we talked about some things. about Because he you know, didn't want to live with mom and dad. We asked him to move into the Connex. I put electricity on the Connex out here. And I moved Brother Ben into the Connex out here. And while they did that, they grew spiritually to the point they could get married. When they got married, they started believing. We started talking about houses, buying houses, transforming houses, and increasing business, and getting licenses, and doing all these things. It's always a process. But you are where you are today because we stood in agreement. And you can't let nothing come between what... See, the devil wants to put something between us. And if he can, if he can get you to... Does anybody understand what I'm trying to tell you? It's not so that he can bring separation between us. It's so he can separate you from this. Because <laughs> it was the word that brought the destiny. Not family worship center or pastor's teeth, but the word you heard. Does anybody understand what I'm trying to tell you today? This is which he would receive the word by the wayside. And by the wayside, the stormy places came. You can't allow the devil, and I, I don't have time to keep going. We'll just have to catch it some other time. By the word, tribulation, persecutions arise because of the word. By it, he said he's offended. And he also received the seed uh, among the thorns. Is he that heareth the word and the care of the world and deceitfulness of riches, choked out the word, and he became unfruitful. But he that received the word, he's sowing, he's sowing. He that received the word, everybody got the sown word, but the person that received it. What did I say was the problem? You didn't receive the word, you rejected the word, or you didn't get the word necessary for your condition. You had lack of information, but you received it. You already know that you're the righteousness of God. The he that received the word into good ground is he that heard the word and understood it. What do you think that word understand means? Had revelation. Had light. 
It was him that bore fruit and brought forth a hundredfold, sixtyfold, and thirtyfold. Number one, this is confirming our need for the word, for the light of God or revelation, not just information. We need to see it. We need to hear it. Number two, it isn't what others see, it's what you see. Can you understand that it is when you, that is when fruit comes forth, not when somebody else sees it. You want to get free from an abusive husband or abusive wife? Then you need to see. It's not what others see, it's what you see. And it isn't what others see. Number four, or, or the next one is, you, you must first receive the seed, the word, and plant it in your heart. Then understand it. Harvest, for harvest to come, you have, uh, and for you to have abundant life. Yes. Let me say it again. You have to first receive the word. That's what you're doing now. You have to plant that word. How many times are you going to have to listen to this to get to understanding what I'm trying to tell you? How many times do you need to read your writing, your words? Because you have to understand it. That's when harvest comes. Harvest is not what we're looking for. We're looking for the word. And harvest comes. Did anybody hear what I just said? It is the revelation of the word that brings harvest. Many of us are looking for a new car. I'm only looking for the word that God has for me to get a new car. Oh, if somebody just understood what I just said. You want your family delivered? Then go through the Bible and find the Word. Let the Word become real. Get the revelation of it and your family will change. You don't change your family. Oh, man. First, understand, have illumination in your life of the Word. The formula, the enforcement, the answer is in the Word. And it's sown on all grounds. Number two, understand that there are hindrances that obstruct the hearers and the seed from growing. Not God. He is not the issue related to the harvest. You are. (laughs) Wow. That might be too deep for some of y'all. Because you're still begging God to do. Oh, God, if you just do. Oh, God, please, God, God. And he just said, you're the reason. You don't have it because of you. Did you get it? Okay, all right. Last one. Third, only by receiving and hearing and understanding, keeping it, keeping it, can the harvest of the word be obtained. 30, 60, and 100 fold. Notice there is only harvest listed for those people who heard and understood. Harvest is about hearing and the illumination of God so that you can see what already exists. Because your eye hath not seen it, your ear hath not heard it, neither has it entered into the heart of a man the things he already has in store. Lord, illuminate the car. Lord, let me see the house. Show me the man. (laughs) Amen.